What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So, July 6th, someone tried to blow up the Georgia Guidestones, and the GBI have torn them down completely. So, I had to rearrange today's episode because originally I was not going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. I briefly mentioned them on prior episodes, but I'm going to break it all down for you. I'm going to tell you the history of how they were built and what their message is. But before we get into that, I'm going to tell you about another big co-winky-dink that just broke. So check this out, guys. Greta Thunberg is related to the Rothschild family. Shocking, I know. So the House of Rothschild bankers reluctantly confirmed the undeniable. Greta Thunberg is a blood relative of the notorious Rothschild's chain of nation buyers. I'm getting this information from PrincipiaScientific.com. Now this revelation came about because a Swedish bank called Handelsbanken stated that the Thunberg family had received transfers from the Rothschild Foundation to their accounts. Now, despite this information appearing in tabloid press, the bank was so zealous to find the source of the leak that it raised suspicions. After two weeks of research, it turned out Thunberg activist great-grandfather Joachim Thunberg was the son of Lionel Rothschild, who was illegitimate but recognized in 1928. So apparently, check all of this out. Greta's parents have an estimated net worth of $3 million. And that's just what we know about. And apparently her parents, one is an opera singer and her dad is a stage actor. $3 million. And that's just what people have found so far. So it all makes so much sense now. Really, this is how this little brat got where she got. This She's a little plant, a New World Order plant. On the Instagram, I posted the picture of her doing like the little cover the left eye thing, just like all these lame ass celebrities do, the New World Order thing. So go check that out if you wanna see the picture. But yeah, it all makes so much sense why presidents and prime ministers and celebrities have drooled over this little spoiled brat. She's just a plant for the New World Order. Now a little background on Greta in case you don't know who she is. She was born January 3rd, 2003 and she is a Swedish environmental activist. And she's kind of known because she went to some world leaders meeting and scolded them and said, how dare you not fix the climate problem? And since then, she's been traveling and lecturing people on what they should be doing, probably flying around in a plane. I know she was just at the Glastonbury Festival lecturing people on what they need to do to save the environment and you should have seen the grounds of this place after all these little environmentalists met to lecture people and feel superior they fucking thrashed it and check this out the entire festival was powered by diesel generators so it's like get the fuck out of here you stupid hypocrites so now we're going to get to the georgia guidestones They were built in 1980, and it's a set of 10 guidelines that this person had sandblasted into granite. The structure has eight modern languages and four ancient languages. 
the authors of these guidestones basically advocate for population control, eugenics, and the New World Order, aka globalism. Let's start with what is inscribed on the Georgia Guidestones. The first inscription reads, Maintain humanity at under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. Now, I'm not sure how they want to kill off like 90% of the population, but I'm thinking, hey, vaccines is one great way of doing it. The second inscription says, Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. That sounds like some fucking global court bullshit with mandates and restrictions. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Or that New World Order globalism shit. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. So does that mean they want to centralize the authorities and law and basically rebrand police? Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Um, that's sounding a bit like social credit. Number nine, price truth, beauty, and love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. And number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Now, to me, that sounds like some climate change hysteria. So, first of all, I'm not even saying I disagree with what these inscriptions are talking about, but these so-called elite, they don't get to pick who dies and who lives. That's literally like 90% of people on earth they just want to exterminate. I know the person who paid to have these stones erected, he went by the name of R.C. Christian, and he proposed kind of like the Chinese thing, one child per family, and that's it. And it's supposed to go on like that for generations. Now, here are some of the specifications of the monument. It was 19 feet tall, three inches, made from six granite slabs, weighing 237,746 pounds. The structure was sometimes referred to as the American Stonehenge. Now, to this day, no one knows who R.C. Christian actually was. In 1979, he approached Joe Finley, who was working at Elberton Granite Finishing Company, and said he was a representative of a small group of loyal Americans. And he kind of explained the stones would function as a compass, calendar and a clock and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events. Apparently, it didn't withstand this bomb. Now, earlier I was telling you about the eight languages that this message is inscribed in. The languages were English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. A few feet away from the monument is an additional granite ledger and it had been set level with the ground. The tablet identified the structure and the languages used on it and listed various facts about the size, weight, and astronomical features of the stone. There was supposedly a time capsule buried under the tablet, but no one is sure. Maybe they dug that up yesterday. I haven't heard anything, though. Now, I'm going to tell you about what the text is trying to say. It starts by saying, The Georgia Guidestones Center Cluster Erected 
March 22nd, 1980. Then it goes on to say, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. The left side of the tablet was inscribed with the following. Number one, channel through stone indicates celestial pole. And what they mean by that is he had like actual holes or channels drilled through the guide zones at certain spots. One channel through the stone indicates celestial pole. Another indicates annual travel of the sun. And the last one, the sunbeam through the capstone marks noontime throughout the year. Now, below the two columns of text inscribed was Guidestone Languages, with a diagram of the granite slab layout beneath it. The names of the eight modern languages that I told you about earlier were inscribed along the edges of the projecting rectangles, one per edge, starting from due north and moving clockwise around that so the upper edge of the northeast rectangle was listed first. Around the edges of the square were written translations in four ancient languages, one per edge. Starting from the top and proceeding clockwise, there were Babylonian in cuneiform script, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. So now that I've kind of broken down the physical characteristics of the Guidestones and given you a very brief history of how they were created, let's get into the juicy conspiracy theories about A, who paid to have these stones made, and B, who destroyed them. So sit back and get ready for this. Now, a lot of the theories I'm about to break down for you kind of intersect with each other and have very similar ideas. But the problem is the last remaining person alive who ever met R.C. Christian is dead. So I think this is a mystery that we will probably never solve. But let's get into the conspiracy theories. So some people suspect the Rosicrucian order financed the project since Rose Cross Christian, AKA Christian Rosencruz, was the founder of the mystical society of the Rosicrucian order. Many people suspect the Rosicrucians were the people that actually financed the building of the Georgia Guidestones. So like I was kind of saying earlier, nobody knows who R.C. Christian is. The project's builders had to sign a legal agreement number to reveal the identity of the financiers. They also swore to destroy all legal papers regarding the Guidestones constructions once the project was finished. Now, another conspiracy theory is that Ted Turner financed the project. So Ted Turner of CNN fame, you know, CNN, your local fake news, is located just 100 miles away in Atlanta. And since many of his stated globalist goals reflect the message of the Guidestones, it has also been suggested that he is the mystery patron behind the giant granite slabs. Now, apparently there is a right-wing pundit named Mark Dice, and he's claiming they are, quote-unquote, a deep satanic origin. And he's not the only one. There is like this whole like Christian movement that says the Guidestones are satanic and were created by Satanists. He kind of elaborated. The elite are planning to develop a successful life extension technology in the next few decades that will nearly stop the aging process. And they fear that with the current population of Earth so high, the masses will be using resources that the elite want for themselves. 
The Guidestones are the New World Order's Ten Commandments. They are also a way for the elite to get a laugh at the expense of the uninformed masses, as their agenda stands as clear as day, and the zombies don't even notice it. So, kind of like what I was saying earlier, radical Christians have referred to the ten messages inscribed in the Guidestones as, quote-unquote, the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. In 2000, Christian minister Reagan R. Davis said the message on the Guidestones are a clear call for one world government, for state-sponsored eugenics programs, and for a global calling of the human herd, all of which were predicted in the book of Revelations. Now, moving on a little bit further down the conspiracy fucking line here, conspiracy theorist Van Smith says the Guidestones were a pet project of a quote-unquote white supremacist from Iowa who sought to establish a totalitarian one-world government. Now, supposedly, this white supremacist was a man by the name of Dr. Herbert Kirsten. And apparently, this all came about from a documentary called Dark Clouds Over Elberton, the true story of the Georgia Guidestones. And basically, this was a documentary made by a small group of Christians intent on revealing what they believed would be some occult truth behind the Guidestones. They tracked down one of the original people who had actually dealt with R.C. Christian way back in the day. And somehow they were able to trick this guy into revealing R.C. Christian's identity. So apparently Martin was super fucking old and recovering from a stroke. And the film crew kind of took advantage of that. And what they did was film a return mailing address on an envelope that he clearly did not want to share with them. It led to Herbert Henze Kirsten an Iowa doctor, and they're saying there is enough corroborating information to establish that Dr. Kirsten was indeed the creator of the Guidestones. Kirsten had written stuff basically calling for population control, and he had a reputation in his town for speaking openly about white supremacy. Some people say he's quote-unquote racist to his fingertips. And a lot of people say that the eugenics and population control that the Guidestones call for are rooted in racism. I'm not so sure about this one. Not at all. Now, this same conspiracy theorist, Van Smith, he also says that encoded in the Guidestones structure is the numerical value in feet of Dubai's Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest building. He says this proves that the planners intended the Burj Khalifa to be the new Tower of Babel, and that would usher in the, quote, dawning of a new era in which man can become God. Get the fuck out of here. Another conspiracy theorist, quote unquote, is Jay Wiedner, and he's saying that the Guidestones were created by the Rosicrucians, who believe that a solar event comes every 13,000 years to devastate Earth. He says the Rosicrucian order is working behind the scenes to create quote-unquote planetary chaos that culminates in a destructive solar event. So other people, I mean, there's like a million conspiracies, you guys. One of the other ones is that the Guidestones were intended to be seen by the survivors of a nuclear war. Since the Georgia Guidestones were built in 1979 at the height of the Cold War between the U.S. and the Soviets, Many thought that it inevitably would result in a nuclear apocalypse. Now, the Guidestones themselves actually have a flat stone in the ground, and it kind of gives some information about the monument. It's listing the sponsors as, quote, a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. R.C. Christian himself said, quote, 
The group feels by having our identity remain secret, it will not distract from the monument and its meaning. Hmm, that's not fucking suspicious. Now, according to a neo-pagan group called Welsh Witchcraft, they say there has been all kinds of rituals performed at the Guidestones. Witches, Druids, ceremonial magicians, Native Americans, Christian and neo-pagan groups have all made use of the site for their own purposes over the last 20 years. It's no accident the Guidestones were located near a major geodetic alignment and over a PowerPoint. Now, apparently, if you go to the Elbert County Public Library, you can find a pamphlet that was created by Elberton Granite Finishing Company. They're the ones that created the Guidestones. So apparently, on one chapter of the 50-page pamphlet, it contains a quote-unquote purpose for the monument in the words of the mysterious group that paid for it. It reads, it is very probable that humanity now possesses the knowledge needed to establish an effective world government. In some way, that knowledge must be widely seated in the consciousness of all mankind. Very soon, the hearts of our human family must be touched and warmed, so we will welcome a global rule of reason. The document refers to the monument as, quote, a cluster of graven stones, whose purpose is to convey our ideas across time to other human beings. We hope they will merit increasing acceptance and that through their silent persistence, they will hasten in a small degree of the coming age of reason. I mean, I could probably go on for the next seven hours about all the conspiracy theories of who created the Guidestones. But let's move on to some of the theories about who destroyed the Guidestones. So for this part, we are just going to dive in head fucking first down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. I'm going to start off with some gematria, which is basically a Kabbalistic method of interpreting the Hebrew scriptures by computing the numerical value of words based on those of their constituent letters. And the only reason we're diving into the numerology so quick is because the timing of the bomb and how long these structures were there, all of it does have a lot of uh, numerology symbolism. Now, I'm not saying this is fucking true. I'm just saying this is what I have read about. So put your fucking tinfoil hats on and shut the fuck up. So the bombing happened on July 6th or as in 7 slash 6 or 76. Skull and Bones numerical value actually happens to be 76 too. And did you guys know that George W. Bush was a Skull and Bones member and on July 6th was his 76th birthday? Fucking weird, but we're going to go a little bit deeper. The bomb exploded at exactly 4.03 a.m. and 33 seconds. You don't have to be a fucking conspiracy theorist or a 33rd degree Mason to see how scripted the detonation was. It was like fucking perfect. And just hours later, they were demolished by a bulldozer and demolition crew. It's like, come on, you guys collected all the possible evidence in fucking two hours. I'm not buying that. So let's climb up from the crazy rabbit hole for a second. There are some people that are saying it was just a prankster or vandalism that was behind blowing up the Guidestones because over the years they had been vandalized a lot, like spray painted on 
just stuff like that never fucking bomb level so this is kind of like taking it a next step some people think in the quote-unquote prank slash vandalism theory another theory is that it was the original creators of the guidestones who blew them up because they're saying you would need military-grade explosives or thousands of pounds worth of just conventional explosives to blow those blocks up. A lot of people are calling it as Tannerite. And whoever planted the bomb knew where they could place it to cause maximum destruction. So a lot of people are like, well, why would the creators of the Guidestones want to get rid of them? And the theory behind that is if they were able to completely demolish the Guidestones, they could basically rewrite online what the Guidestones actually said. It's probably all getting fucking rewritten as we sit here. Now, I've seen this one a lot. In case you didn't know, CERN fired up on the 5th, but their live feed shows a much earlier date on their data screens. So the events of the 4th and the Guidestones, and now Japan have happened. You know, there was the mass shooting on 4th of July. There was the Japanese prime minister getting assassinated. And now the Guidestones. They're saying CERN somehow is responsible for all of these events by firing up the Hadron Collider. Hmm. And there's now kind of like the obvious theory that it was a group of like fundamentalist Christians that brought it down since they saw the Guidestones as the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. They think a couple of groups just got organized and somehow were able to come up with some military-grade explosives, plant it without leaving any evidence, even though there's cameras all over, and then run the fuck out of there. So that is one of the theories as well, but I'm not so sure I'm buying that. You think they would leave evidence. Anytime a bomb is made, it leaves behind evidence. And since the GBI destroyed what was left of the Guidestones within hours I seriously doubt they were able to collect all available evidence. Now, going back to it was the elites or the people who created the Guidestones that destroyed them, this theory kind of takes it complete left turn from that. But check this out. Everyone is now talking about it. People who didn't even know anything about the Guidestones now do. It's not going to remove the information. There is literal pictures up on the internet. And now millions more people can research what the Guidestones actually say and instruct. So is it really reasonable for all of those that say it's a globalist plot or whatever to cover it up because that would be the shittiest plan ever? It was basically like the best publicity they could have ever hoped for getting their fucking Ten Commandments shit out. But unfortunately, like I already said, all the evidence has been destroyed and we will probably never hear anything about it again. So we're just left to sit here and dream up conspiracy theories as to who caused the Guidestones to blow the fuck up. Now, if any of you guys have a theory as to A, who built them, or B, who destroyed them, that I did not cover, shoot me a line at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com and let me hear about it. I'm super interested to see every idea and read about all kinds of different theories. So now we're going to move on to some current issues going on. Check this shit out. It should come as no surprise to the people that have listened to my podcast for a minute. But yesterday at 10 a.m., Nancy Pelosi revealed a new multi-million dollar position in NVIDIA, N-V-I-D-A. 1 p.m. yesterday, Nancy Pelosi revealed she supports the $50 billion Chips Act. 
Is there no conflict of interest investigation going on to this? How many times does this bitch have to get caught with insider trading before the SEC investigates her alien ass? It's just fucking ridiculous that Congress and our political figures can even fuck around in the stock market. Having the insider information on what bills are passing to promote whatever program and they can just have their, oh, my husband did it or my wife made the investment, not me. It's fucking bullshit. They're fucking raiding the American taxpayer to make themselves set up as king and queens for the Great Reset. Fucking mark my word, you guys. Just watch the shit that's going to be coming. Now, this next little bit of information is going to break some of all y'all's heart. Tucker Carlson and Hunter Biden are friends. It's like I keep fucking saying, there is not two different sides here. These motherfuckers are all getting paid by the same puppet masters. So this email came out, and it was from Tucker Carlson, sent 13th of November, 2014. It reads, Hunter, I can't thank you enough for writing the letter to Georgetown on Buckley's behalf. So nice of you. I know it'll help. Hope you're great and we can get dinner soon. Tucker. So with all this shit, Tucker Carlson and Fox News tries to act like they're on our side. You guys, they are not on our side. They are paid by the same fucking people as CNN. I'm telling you, you just got to keep watching these fuckers. Do not believe anything you see on Fox News or CNN. They're both fucking the same. So do your own research. Get news from all different sources and use that fucking lump between your ears to make a fucking informed decision. Thank you. <laughs> and since I haven't gone on a Fauci fucking rant for a minute, that's what's about to happen right now. Fauci needs to be arrested for crimes against humanity and perp walked like any other dangerous drug dealer would be. I know that he will never be prosecuted. He's got too many friends way too high up there. But somehow, some way, Fauci needs to be arrested and drugged through the fucking streets. Fuck going and doing a fake ass little jury trial. Let's just bring this motherfucker up to the steps of the Capitol building Try him right there and execute this motherfucker. Now, I'm not telling any of you guys to go fucking find Fauci and shoot him in the head. I'm talking about this guy needs to be brought up on crimes against humanity in a true court, not one of the fucked up fake courts in the American justice system. Because if any of you believe the justice system is on point and truly for justice, you smoke and crack, okay? There's rich people justice, then there's everyone else justice. It's all fucked up. And this guy has made it so now billions of people have been injected with that mRNA experiment. He needs to be held fully accountable for his actions. Now, as I'm sure most of you know, I never got the jab. I lost my job in healthcare over the jab. But a couple of the people I live with did get the jab like two weeks ago. And holy shit, you guys, I 100% think shedding is a thing. I got deathly ill. Like, I haven't been this sick in fucking 10 years. Garrett got it. And not only that, like, I had read about the shot and shedding, all that changing menstrual cycles. Fuck yes, 100% worst period of my life. I thought it was bleeding death a few times. Never in my life have I experienced anything like it. 
and it all coincided with the three days after my two roommates were vaccinated. No fucking shit. Shedding is a thing. They need to hurry up and get a fucking peer-reviewed study done on it so all of these fucking sheep can shut the fuck up. Be like, here, eat this motherfucker. I lived it. Now read the peer-reviewed science on it. Now, before I get out of here today, I'm going to tell you about the Swedish study called Intracellular Reverse Transcription of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 mRNA Vaccine in Vitro in Human Liver Cells. I have told you guys briefly about some of this information before, but I'm just going to break it down again in case you guys forgot. Preclinical studies of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine developed by Pfizer showed reversible hepatic effects in animals that received the injection. Furthermore, a recent study showed that the SARS coronavirus RNA can be reverse transcribed and integrated into the genome of human cells. They studied the effect of the injection on the human liver cell line HUH7 in vitro. HUH7 cells were exposed to the COVID vaccine and quantitative PCR was performed on RNA extracted from those cells. The scientists detected high levels of the COVID vaccine in the HUH7 cells and changes in gene expression of long interspersed nuclear element line 1 which is an endogenous reverse transcriptase aminohistochemistry using antibody binding to line 1. So yeah, it goes on a little bit more like that, but it's just basically saying they injected human liver cells with the Kabobo Pfizer shot, then later on extracted the liver cells, and they saw the fucking MRA was going into these cells, into the DNA, and rewriting information. Crimes Against Humanity does not even begin to approximate what has been done here on a global scale. You guys, keep fucking holding the line. Do not comply. I know they're still trying their fucking fear tactics to get people to get this jab. Don't fall for it. They've lied from the very start. They said it would stop transmission. It would stop severe COVID. It would stop hospitalizations. It would stop death. That it doesn't go and change your DNA. Everything they've said that would not do, including that it had aborted fetal cells in either the shot or the clinical trials for it, it's all been lies. I can't believe there's a fucking person anywhere on this planet that believes anything these fucking megalomaniac liars have to say. I mean, maybe it's just a lot of people don't want to admit how bad they were bamboozled by these people that they apparently trusted. But fuck people. Cut your losses. Do not get any more of these shots. They're all fucking bad. But moving on, I know this episode's a little late. I was finally cleared by my doctor to go back to work after my two broken ankles. And since I refused to get the Kabobo jab, I can't work in healthcare any longer. So... I got a job doing something completely different outside of the healthcare world, and I would love to say it here, but I know some punk-ass little hating bitches would come on and find out where I work and start calling like my bosses to let them know that they got a crazy, dangerous, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist in their corporation. Yeah, well, fuck you. It's not a corporation. It's a private company, but I'm still not going to say it just to protect my ass. As of right now, my schedule is kind of all over the place because I'm training all that fun shit. So I'm definitely going to be working on new episodes. It may not always be on Thursdays. I'll get you an episode a week. 
I'm not sure exactly what day it'll be until I get my set schedule. So until then, go to Podbean and start following me because they will notify you anytime I put up a new episode or just go to Spotify. I'm sure a lot of places have my podcast at this point in time and follow it through whatever platform you're on. But that's about it for this week, you guys. Until next time, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.